Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Shadow Diaries from Studio 71 and Snarled Entertainment. A late night party. A dead cat. Wacko conspiracy theories. And a mysterious musician. My current notes looked more like a 1940s detective novel than a soon-to-be-trending article about my all-time favorite rock star. What is this shit? I took a chance on you because they love your little fan blog and instead of a fluff piece, you're sending me dead cats and conspiracy stories. <sighs> For reference, this lovely conversation is taking place outside The Great Greek, a totally iconic food stop about 45 minutes outside of Vegas. I'm not exactly sure the food is even edible here, but what I do know is just about anyone who drives to Vegas posts from here. Sir, before you fire me, I can explain. You don't need to. This is not creative writing, it's an actual assignment. What we need is a sexy, click-grabby profile on Eliza. Yes, I hear you, but I really think there may be a bigger story here. You're right, there is a much bigger story here. Since Eliza's single hit number three on the top 40 this week, it's going to be a big Saturday story with a ton of shoulder content around it. I'm keeping you on the road another week, her team already knows. In fact, Eliza requested it. She did? You got one week, all right? Now go become Eliza's new temporary best friend. At that exact moment, Eliza, still in shambles under her chic new Tom Ford glasses, walked past me with the rest of the team and I realized Chuck was right. This was my moment. No cats, no online ghost stories of demonic possession, just stuff that mattered. The music and the person. Now I just needed to figure out how to become Eliza's temporary best friend. Maybe it'll go so well, I'll become full time. It was midday now as we pulled up at the iconic Caesar's Palace, my third stop on Eliza's magically evil mystery tour. But not before Russell, Eliza's legendary rock and roll tour manager, gave his overly dramatic don't get too fucked up on your day off spiel to the bus. All right, you dirty little dogs. Don't get in too much trouble on your day off. We got a big show tomorrow night. And any of you's joining Eliza for a music video shoot later today, no suntans or daytime drinking down at whatever blasphemous pool party they're throwing today. All right. So, what are you doing with the day off, Shayna? This is Priya Trent, one of Eliza's main backup dancers and the choreographer for the whole tour. Along with being incredibly talented, she's insanely pretty. Smoky eyes, caramel skin, Slender frame, save for crazy hips and upper thighs, total dancer bod. 
Oh, I really need to get some more one-on-one -on -one with Eliza for the article, or my boss is gonna kill me. Or worse, send me home. Well, you're in luck, girlfriend. We're all taking Eliza out for some retail therapy to get her mind off of Gypsy at the forum shops. Care to join? Actually, definitely. Name, please? Shayna Secco. Perfect, we have you in a junior suite. You do? They upgraded your room, babe. Just write a kick-ass story. Heard we got the big weekly layout. Oh, great. Thanks. And yeah, I mean, of course. Also, uh, uh, thank you. Did I already say that? Floor 10. We're all on 10. Eliza likes to block out the floors. See you at the forum shops in an hour? Yes, uh, definitely. How does one dress up for a girl's day out in Vegas? I know this may be shocking, but I've never really had a girl's day out, nor have I ever been to Vegas. It's not as bad as everyone says, but there is something a little off about the town in general. It's bright, but not sunny. It's noisy, but not loud. There's literally thousands of people around, but still you can't help but feel totally alone. Even on floor 10, Eliza's floor, where the onstage team, dancers, musicians, glam, management, Eliza, and me, are staying. I'd been with these people for almost a week, but they all still looked at me like an outsider, save for a few. Not to go back down the conspiracy rabbit hole, but side by side with the pit in my stomach filled with excitement to have a proper hangout with Eliza and the girl gang was a strange aura of dread as I left the 10th floor, got in the elevator and walked from hotel to hotel, across tunneled bridges and into the long mezzanine that leads from the sports book to the forum shops. To make matters worse, I could swear someone was following me. Like, someone scary. A full Michael Myers vibe at all times. From what I could gather, it felt like a shadow. The same hollowed-eyed shadow man that I saw the first night on the bus and the last night out my hotel window. I get it. I get it. This sounds like paranoia. This sounds like getting caught up in my head. But I swear it's all true. I passed the first boutique at the forum, and there he was, eyeing me from inside the shop. I picked up the pace. Walking by the statue of David, I saw him peeking out from a dark utility hallway. I was speed walking now, practically up to a jog, with the shadow man slipping in and out of the corners of my eyes at every turn. I couldn't shake him, and the thousands of people around me made me feel even more alone and anxious about making a proper first friend impression on the first social outing with Eliza. My job and my dreams were really riding on it. Calm down, Shayna. Don't be a spaz. Shayna! Over here, girl! From across the way, under the fake cloudy sky of Caesar's Palace Forum shops, I could see Priya motioning me over to the table at an Italian bar and restaurant. She's sitting with my new temporary hashtag, girl gang, Dara, the makeup girl. She's not as cute as the rest, but makes up for it with a real warm sensibility. Teeny. She's a hair and nail girl, a pint-sized Colombian chick with crazy nail art and a lime green streak in the middle of her bleached blonde hair. Drew, Eliza's non-binary and totally awesome stylist. And Priya, who I've already posed flowery tribute. A table for six with four sitting, me approaching and Eliza clearly not there. I walked over slowly. I put on a happy face and joined the girls. It's definitely Val. He's allergic. So you think he killed her cat? He does have that look. What look? The cat killer look. <laughs> Bitch, you crazy. Yo, what about Trevor? Trevor. What about Shelby? She's weird as fuck. 
And we didn't invite her to the after party last week. Maybe it's revenge. You girls are nuts. Shelby is the sweetest crew member on this tour. Totally harmless. And she's a cat person. She even keeps track of her cats on the nest cams at her parents' house while she's on tour. Damn. Maybe we should have invited her. Yo, what if it was someone in her inner circle? Marilyn hated that cat. Interesting theory. Now shut the fuck up. Miss E is in the building. It was weirdly comforting to hear that I wasn't the only one consumed with the hidden sense of evil emanating from Gypsy's death. Normally, this would be the moment where I describe Eliza's ironic yet form-fitting graphic t-shirt and how her jeans look perfectly disheveled while, at the same time, expertly tailored. But instead of profiling Miss E, I felt the shadow man getting closer. He wasn't watching from across the way anymore. He was totally gone. But the sense of dread was no longer a light murmur. It was all-encompassing. I got the sense Eliza was feeling the same weird energy I did. Let's bounce. We haven't even ordered apps yet. This place is giving me weird vibes. The forum shops? What about retail therapy? I don't want to buy anything. So? Spa day. If we must. I'm not saying I'm a spa expert, but from my limited experiences on family vacations and the occasional Korean day spa, it's never been anything to write home about. And as excited as I was for more hang time and a possible quiet moment with Miss E as her hashtag girl gang call her, I was slightly more pumped when we were having antipasto and Aperol spritz. But the spa we had just entered wasn't just any spa. The Sara at the Cosmopolitan was an experience so luxurious, Teeny described it as the motherfucking Disneyland of spas, yo. In fact, they didn't even call this place a spa. It's a hammam. The treatments were legit more expensive than my rent. It almost made me forget about the shadow man who had totally disappeared from the corners of my eyes. In fact, the mix of day drinking and the plunge pools got me totally off track of my actual job, which unfortunately did not only consist of flirting with Priya, drinking Bellinis with Teeny, and sipping chai tea with Drew. I needed new pages and a follow-up interview and fast but I had totally lost track of Eliza. Or rather, it seemed, she had ditched us. I couldn't say I blamed her, exactly. Girl gang was fine for a day out, but grieving partners they were not. They were just so... How to put this lightly? Shallow. They're so fucking shallow, and I just can't with their BS right now. I'm sorry, Shayna. I, I wouldn't have ditched you. I, I just, I can't pretend right now. I totally get it. <laughs> Shit. Let's take this to the steam room. Minus the intense heat, the steam room made for the perfect hideout for Eliza. It was so dark and misty, I could barely see her sitting right next to me. You okay? Surviving. I know Gypsy was a big part of your life. She was with me from the beginning, man. Always there when I needed her. A friend. Yeah, a real friend, and I don't, I don't have that. You have Cooper, right? That's different. Well, if you ever need someone to talk to. Eliza looked in my eyes through the steam. This was by far the closest we had gotten. Do you mean that? Of course. Eliza hugged me tight, 
so tight I could barely breathe, like an orphaned child, desperate for someone, anyone to hold on to. I was stunned someone with millions of adoring fans could feel this alone in the world. Finally, she let go. I really don't want to do this video for Urge. But the song is great. What's the concept? It doesn't matter. It's not, it's just not what I want or, or what I need or what my fans need. So fuck it. Tell your team you're not doing it. It's your music, it's your voice, your talent. I wish it was that easy. Maybe I can help? I wish you could, but... Someone new had silently appeared in the steam room. The shadow man, looming in the doorway, blocking out the light. I held my breath and my heart raced as he came closer and closer to us. Trevor! The steam cleared to reveal it wasn't the shadow man after all. It was Eliza Stalker who had showed up outside the after party at Freddy's. The same skinny emo kid who had tried to push his way backstage at the show in Seattle. Only now we had a name. Trevor. It's okay. You can't be here. It's all part of the plan. Please leave. I promised you I would rescue you before the shoot tonight. I, I should have listened to everyone. You're just scared. It's okay. We, we can do this together. We aren't doing anything together. You can't run away from your secrets forever. She sees the evil. Who? Shayna? You're crazy. You can't even be talking to me. I have a restraining order. You can't fill my brain anymore with your fucking fantasies, you creep. Someone needs to protect you. From what? You know what, Eliza? The keepers of the divinity. There it was again. The divinity. The word had caught my ear, but it seemed to burn a hole through Eliza's head. Get away from me now! Cue the guards. Cue the hysterical crying. Cue the hashtag girl gang support. Cue the crazed man in the hoodie dragged away. Cue Cooper, the loyal boyfriend waiting down the hall to make sure Trevor never came back. This isn't over! We can still stop them! Stop who? This guy seemed totally unhinged, and a stalker story didn't really fit with Chuck's vision for a glossy puff piece on Eliza. But still, I felt it was important to do my journalistic duty and find out who this Trevor was. So, I canvassed Team Eliza. How did they meet? I don't think they ever did meet, formally. One of these exclusive fan meeting greets, perhaps. Very forgettable. She didn't notice him at first. Then he just started following her around, showing up places. It's like he thought they had some understanding that they never did. Where's he from? I don't know, you tell me. Work? I have no idea what he did or if he even had a job. He was a full-time stalker, you know? He was a loser. Yeah, a total creep. Teeny wanted him, she said so. Fuck you, ho. If I wanted his creepy ass, he would have been mine. So anything else I should know? He had some really crazy conspiracies. That Marilyn had it out for Eliza. Yeah, but we don't talk about that. Gets under Marilyn's skin. And you don't want to get on that woman's bad side. Got it. Thanks, guys. A quick fan meeting, followed by love letters, random show-ups on tour, evolving into conspiracy theories? Was that really it? Were they telling me the truth? Was Trevor making up stories about evil spirits? Going on fan blogs and online message boards just to call for attention? Something about his motive here didn't add up. But the weirdest part of all, and the one thing I couldn't seem to shake, was his reference to the divinity. The same words Eliza had blurted out at the start of her breakdown yesterday. How could a total stranger have shared this obscure vocabulary with her? At that point, I realized I was probably overthinking the behavior of a person suffering from a psychotic break as I watched Trevor being shoved into the elevator. 
Cooper walking towards Eliza and taking her through another exit. And what about Cooper? How much did he know? How involved was he? He may have played the role of supportive, naive boyfriend, but there was a lot more to unpack. We all know a Cooper. Handsome, charismatic, wealthy, and completely unself-aware. And in LA, it's Cooper Rose. His eyes had a slight menace to the eyebrow. Or maybe resting dick face was just his guarding mechanism. Don't get me wrong, Cooper was a real person, with real flesh and blood, and real emotions. He even had a very, very real, devastatingly mysterious backstory. At age five, his mom, Marilyn, left his father, Mickey. She pulled Cooper out of his early west side of LA life and moved to a villa in the south of France. Marilyn wasn't about that life, so she moved young Cooper and herself as far away from LA as she could. But about six months into their new life, guess who shows up in France? That's right, a totally strung out Mickey. It was smack dab in the middle of Marilyn's month-long recording session with the Pesh Mode, and what happens next has several differing reports. Long story short, Mickey had a gun, and ultimately turned the gun on himself right in front of then six-year-old Cooper. After his father's tragic death, they moved back to the States. And Cooper never really left his mom's side from that point forward. He's had girlfriends, one boyfriend, and Eliza. But the ambition has and still is only in service of Marilyn. An operator in skinny jeans with a puppet master for a mother. I want this entire place on lockdown. Mom, chill. We got this. Then how did he get in? We have a we are in the dressing room at Caesars Entertainment Studios, the only soundstage on the Strip, conveniently located at Caesars where Miss E plays tomorrow night. Eliza! And that painfully shrewish voice with the thick Brooklyn accent is that of Dana Cartel, the first name in provocative pop star music videos. Standing at no more than five foot one, she aggressively barks out orders to crew and talent via a live mic that seems to always be on. She wants her male dancers basically naked, her female pop stars barely dressed and thrusting at all times. And every single moment needs to be perfectly choreographed or else. Cut, 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 fucking cut. Y'all know how to dance, right? No? Because I've choreographed forever and I know the difference between dancing and humping air. And what you're all doing is air humping. Let's roll. Where the hell is Eliza? She's not Taylor fucking Swift. I don't need this shit from an up-and-comer. I'm serious, Marilyn. I'm doing this as a favor. If she doesn't show up one minute, I'm leaving. She's walking in. And let's not use threats. I'm literally the only person still hiring you. Screw you, Marilyn. You think you're gangster? I'll cut you in front of your kid. Whoa. Yeah, you do that, Dana. Mom, you hearing this? She isn't just washed up. She's literally batshit. You want to say something? Say something to my face, hipster. Okay, okay. Let's just calm down. Just line up the shot and be cool around Eliza. Got it? Is that an order? Absolutely. And if you want the second half of your fee, you'll drop the act and focus on delivering for us. Hi, everyone. Sorry I'm late. It's all good, my little pop princess. You look fucking hot like evil Lenny Kravitz in the Hunger Games. Let's get nasty on camera and make your fans' heads explode. You know? Uh, okay. What do we think of the set? We love it, right? It's, I think it's some of my finest work. It's great. You may be a total monster, but you're also a genius. Hear that, everyone? Marilyn is knighted me with the title Genius Film 
magic. Let's roll. As playback began and everyone got in place, I noticed Eliza still stood side stage in a tragically hip bondage getup. Of course, not knowing anything about a video shoot, I walked right up to her. Eliza. Hey. That terrible director woman in Maryland? Just because they're helping your career doesn't mean they get to own you. <laughs> that's such a sweet fantasy, Shayna. But that's not how it works. This is my last chance, which means these aren't really my choices anymore. My life is so much bigger than me now. No, but this is your life. It has to be. No, Shayna, it's not. And it never will be. I, I can't fight it, and neither can you. Where is my star? Eliza, that was your cue. Sorry, sorry. Everybody keep rolling. Reset, reset, reset. Come on, come on. For the first time, I could see the darkness everyone talked about. I was taken aback, but all I could do was let her walk away into the darkness. Meanwhile, I had a job to do. I pulled my phone out and began to write notes about the shoot, documenting Eliza's video. Lights come up on a candy-coated fever dream. Vintage hot rods pull up outside of a New Orleans-style flop house. Dancers hop out of the hot rods in 50s-inspired outfits that are one step away from strip club attire. Red lights flash. Fog wafts out from the alleyways. Danger. Sirens. Police cars. The flop house set splits in two and opens up to reveal Eliza, hung up like Jesus on the crucifix. The ropes are the only things covering her body. She rides to the music. The camera pushes in. She sings harder. Enter sexualized 50s themed cops. They climb on warehouse crates and untie Eliza. And the camera pushes in. Crime scene photographers crowd around Eliza's strategically covered naked body on the ground. The lights strobe fast, faster, and then darkness. This is the instrumental breakdown. One lone red spotlight shines down, as if Eliza is stuck in the depths of Hades. Eliza, now alone in a black robe, belts out the bridge. Her angelic face and satanic eyes a match made in a paranoid fantasy. Amid the slower, brooding bridge section of the song that followed, a new round of extras emerged, creeping through the fog, this time wearing black hooded robes, except for one among them who walked forward in a hoodie and jeans. Then it hit me. This wasn't part of the show. Trevor was back. Turn off the goddamn cameras! Get away from me. What the hell is this? I can't let them do this to you! Just put down the gun, bro. And then it happened. Trevor, Eliza's scorned superfan, hand shaking, clutching a 44 caliber pointed at everyone. Playback for the song still on loop. Trevor, stop this madness now and we won't report you. Right, Eliza? Yes, please. Madness? You want to see madness? It was mayhem. No one knew what to do. This was finally not just a threat. Shit was real. Holy fuck, he's gonna shoot again! There's nothing that can really describe the first time you see a dead body. And I'm not talking about your grandmother in her deathbed or some friend with a tragic illness in the hospital on life support. I'm talking about blood. Real blood. Trevor's blood. All over the ground. The shock in people's eyes. The silence. Completely terrifying silence. A lifeless body. Death less than six feet away. And just like that, 
my girl gang day and my fairy tale rock star travelogue was never the same. The Shadow Diaries, directed by K. Asher Levin, written by K. Asher Levin and Zach Imbrogno. Episodes 2, 5, 8, and 9, co-written by Matt Worley. Produced by Gail Gilman and K. Asher Levin. Edited by Fitz Harris. Executive producers, Michael Schreiber, Dave DeVries, Stephen Perlstein, and Gail Gilman. Starring Madeline Petch as Eliza Gold and Kara Hayward as Shana Secco. Featuring Constant Zimmer as Marilyn Rose, Kay Asher Levin as Chuck, Markia McCarty as Priya, Clint Howard as Dr. Summers, Lydia Hurst as Christine, Davi Santos as Trevor, Carter Jenkins as Cooper Rose, Gerald Webb as Virgil, co-produced by Andrew Seeley, Josh Falcon, audio engineer, Annalise Nelson, associate producer, music provided by Gramoscope, mixing by Peter Lipinski, podcast cover art by Dak Schaefer, script supervisor, Rebecca Samini. Additional featured voices by Zach Imbrogno, Sarah Lukasowicz, Danny Gonzalez, Patrick Hambrick, Danielle Hootmer, Lauren Stevenson, Marina Ashvar, Zach Justice, Brighton Charbino, Saxon Charbino, Jimena Medina, David Warwick, Max Sternbaum, Jack Donnelly, Zeke Thomas, Dustin Moat, Brady Morphy, Sarah Sinsel, Dylan Swimmer, Ella Swimmer, Kira Lukasowicz, and B. Busta.